Okay, here we go. Welcome back. It's part two of the Motivation Podcast. And what I'll do is first introduce an easy-to-use model. It's taken from a book by Max Landsberg, and it's called The Tao, T-A-O, of coaching. And it's what's called the Skill and Will Matrix. Now, obviously, we're on a podcast right now, so I would encourage you, go Google this model, the Skill and Will Matrix. And what this model is great at is being able to identify ways to motivate people. So you can look at the model on Google while I'm talking through on this podcast. Now, I'm going to assume you've done that. And as you can see from looking at the axes, there's what's called the low to high will and low to high skill. Low to high will being someone's drive, attitude and commitment and low to high skill being their ability to do something with a level of expertise. Now, I'm keen to keep this as real as possible. So before we populate each of the four boxes with a cast of characters that you might find within your team, I think it's important to highlight the need to be mindful of your mindset. Now, I say that because on occasions I've had people assume that because someone is low skilled and low will, it's time to performance manage them out of the business. Now, I am sure that's not your thinking in a million years, but when I deliver this face to face on occasions, that is uh, other people's mindsets. So what I'm highlighting here is that the people we're going to be talking about are people that you'd want to keep in your team. And the purpose of this exercise as part of this podcast is to challenge you to think about how you're going to keep each of these individuals motivated, or should I say, set the conditions to keep others motivated. Now, I'll make life easy. I'll introduce four real world characters who you could easily find in your team. I'll start in the top left. So here we've got somebody who's got a ton of drive, attitude and commitment. So loads of will, but right now not necessarily all the skills needed to be amazing at their role. So let me ask you, who might fall into this camp? Well, it's reasonable to suggest it could be a new starter, an apprentice or perhaps a graduate. They're super excited about their new role, but right now they're lacking some of the skills needed. The good news, of course, skills can be taught. So here you need to be thinking about what you can do to maintain the motivation they've already got and begin skilling them up. Let's move across to the top right hand corner. This is an interesting one. What you've got here is someone who's highly willed. So they've got a ton of drive, attitude and commitment and they're highly skilled too. Probably fair to say you definitely don't want to lose this person. Probably also fair to say a great deal of time and energy and investment would have gone into them. Plus, should they choose to leave, replacing them could not only be expensive, challenging and timely, but who's to say you'd even get the same level of loyalty? What you've got here is one of your star performers. Now, this may seem an easy one. I think, however, it's actually one of the harder ones. What is it you're going to do to tap into to maintain their motivation? Is someone who's good at what they do and may potentially be looking for opportunities to do even bigger and better things, but you're not always going to be able to offer pay rises. And as we've discussed, money isn't necessarily everyone's primary motivator. Plus, of course, promotional opportunities aren't always available, so there's potential you're going to be limited with options. So how then are you going to keep them motivated? What is it you can do? A little hint here, without me giving away too much for now, you might want to get creative. Let's move on. Now, in the bottom left-hand corner is someone who's got low will and low skill. So to remind you, we're not trying to lose this person. They're an integral part of our team. So a good place to start is to think about how someone might find themselves in this box. Well, 
How about somebody who's been seconded or perhaps over-promoted? I'll, I'll bring this to life with a scenario. Imagine your star performer has always wanted to be in a management position. An opportunity arises, you offer them the position, and now having found themselves in this new role, they've lost confidence. They've discovered it's a steep learning curve involving detailed reports to senior management and them and Excel spreadsheets aren't the marriage. It's not one of their strengths and their will has slipped and they feel out of depth. So what can you do? What approach can you take that will put them back on track? After all, you wouldn't have offered them the role had you not believed in their capabilities. Once upon a time, they were your star performer. You need to support them to build their confidence. What's the best approach? And finally, the bottom right-hand corner. So here we've someone with all the skills, but they've allowed their drive, attitude and commitment to slip. So who might fall into this camp? How about someone who's repeatedly been passed over for promotion? Now, for context, I think it's important to add here, this individual hasn't done anything wrong. They're good at what they do. But there's other people out there who do an equally good job. It's just life. Sometimes you don't always get what you want. And in this case, others have got the role that they wanted. And in turn, they've allowed their attitude to slip. So what can you do to intervene and rekindle their motivation? Now, I'll be honest, I won't pretend this last one is an easy one, especially as you can't just inject someone with an improved attitude. So again, a little hint here, you may want to approach this one slightly differently. So take time out and recreate the skill wheel model for yourself. Have a think about each of the examples I've just shared and ask yourself, what approach and resources could you tap into to maintain or inspire motivation? And don't limit yourself to one or two things either. Dig deep and don't just lean upon training and coaching. Sure, they're great options and 100% they can be utilised, but there's plenty of others too. And once you're finished, come back and I'll share some ideas and insights from my own experiences and those of the many thousands of people I've run this session with in the past. So hit pause on the podcast right now. Go away and do that and I'll see you back here in just a moment. Welcome back. So what I'll do is make my way through all four of these boxes and we can see how the ideas and insights I've got here compare to yours. Let's start with our new starter. So one would hope our new starter is full of giddy excitement. They've got a brand new job, an amazing opportunity. Their drive and attitude and commitment is off the scale. So the last thing that we want to do is impact upon that. In fact, we want to take it and accelerate it. So what do we do? First, ensure there's a quality induction in place and people know there's someone new joining. Plus, make sure they've got the tools necessary to do the job on day one. And you're probably sitting there thinking, hold on a minute, Tom, this is just like obvious stuff. I do all of that already. Okay, but I'd be willing to bet that either you or someone fairly close to you has experienced this. A time when you or they have joined somewhere Nothing was set up for you. Your laptop wasn't ready. Your login wasn't set up. People didn't even know you were joining. The list goes on. How did it make you feel when you experienced that? What were your impressions of the business that you had just joined? Having just been through a tough interview process, and there you are, day number one, super excited, and actually you just feel like another number, <laughs> that you've been sold a pup as part of the interview process. You know, it's really not that hard to make someone feel special. So don't be that manager. Now, of course, with your new starter comes the knowledge there'll be skills gaps. So ensure you've scheduled in training, coaching, or the introductions necessary to set them up for success. Again, it's not hard to show someone that they're valued and you want to invest in them. 
Right, let's move on. And we'll take a look at what's needed to keep our star performer motivated. Sure, we've got the usual stuff, money, promotions, etc. But as discussed, there's a limit to those options. So I'm thinking you haven't got an unlimited budget. So we need to think of other stuff too. Perhaps offering greater responsibility or how about involving them as part of decision-making processes, recognising their experience and tapping into their depth and breadth of knowledge. Or another way to keep your star performer motivated, think about what's low cost to the organisation but of high value to the individual. For example, additional holiday days, flexible working hours, convenient car parking, travel perks or a job title change. The key message here, get creative. And guess what? Find out what's important to them. It'll come as no surprise, I'm sure, that once again this all comes back to knowing your people. How do you go about doing that? Well, have conversations with them. Find out actually what fires them up, what would work for them. Let's move on to our third person, our team member who's been promoted or over-promoted or perhaps seconded. Their confidence has hit a wobble and they've gone from being at the top of their game to becoming a shadow of their former self. What's the approach here? Well, firstly, empathise. We've all experienced learning something new, put pressure on ourselves to get up to speed as quickly as possible, only then to discover the learning process somewhat daunting. So reiterate your belief in them. You wouldn't have recommended them for this position if that wasn't the case. Listen to their concerns and agree some objectives, some small steps that'll help them build back their confidence. You could also schedule training or coaching, of course, and perhaps diarise more regular catch-ups where appropriate so you can measure the progress and also demonstrate to them that you are there and uh, willing to help. And so on to our final scenario, the bottom right-hand corner. So here we have the team member that's been repeatedly passed over for promotion. In this situation, there's a slightly different approach required. Why is that? Well, because the bottom line is, in life, we don't always get what we want. And yes, they've once again been passed over for the role. And that's tough. It's crappy. And it's not fun when life repeatedly seems to give us setbacks. That said, in this instance, the individual has allowed their situation to impact upon their motivation. And while once again, it's important to empathise and recognise that what they're experiencing sucks... They're the ones that need to work on creating the mental shift and the building up of their own resilience. So what can you do to support? I'd recommend this. It comes from experience and is in the form of a negotiation. Look for opportunities to offer this person something of interest, something they can get involved in, perhaps a project or initiative. Offer a part of that project with the promise of more should they make it a success and demonstrate a marked increase in their attitude. I've actually used this and it worked a treat. The individual had been let down by the business on promises made to pay for a professional qualification and then they also missed out on a large project that they wanted to be a part of which would have taken them around the whole country and really actually helped them to consolidate their skills. Missing out on both these things put this guy into a dark place and uh, their performance took a dive. They were actually brilliant at what they did and a genuine asset to my team. And I had to have a tough conversation with them and through doing so, we came up with a plan. I gave them an element of a project with the agreement that if I saw changes in their approach and attitude to things, they'd get a bigger piece of the pie. And it worked. Look, I'm not totally naive. I understand that this approach may not be possible for everyone. But this is what being a manager and leader is all about, being resourceful, innovative, 
creative, putting your people first, believing in them and setting them up for success. Look, I trust this part two of motivation has been helpful to you and maybe prompted one or two brand new ideas. This, by the way, this podcast, I've also got as a lesson on Udemy, U-D-E-M-Y dot com. And so if you are into your video rather than just listening to things from an audio perspective, go check that out. Just type my name into udemy.com and you'll be able to find all of these lessons, all of these podcasts, actually, as part of lessons, too. So if that's your thing, go check it out. So that's it for part two of the Motivation Podcast. And for the next session, we'll be delving into the theme of performance management. See you there. Thank you.